0: The toggles are thrusted. Ew. Th- the thrusters <gasps> are toggled. Remember that game? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh my god, we need to play that. Yeah, we do. What was it called? Space Force? No. <laughs> <laughs> god damn. <laughs> I don't remember, but fuck, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. It was so like ah. jiggle the thrusters. <laughs> jiggle the goddamn thrusters (laughs) somebody jiggle them i have to look at what it was called now it's still installed on my phone to be like someday we'll play this again oh thank fuck because we need to all get together and play that shit it's called space team if anyone's space looking team. for a good good game to play yeah. space team if you need a solid co-op game to play <laughs> on your phones yep on your phones in a room when everyone's together and you're drinking yep fucking everybody download that game that shit is hilarious yeah we are not sponsored by them but we should be we, i don't think they have the money to sponsor us if you actually look at the graphics <laughs> it's like friggin early 2000s escape room graphics it is like that shit was built in excel oh what was that website where you found all the escape rooms oh was it addictinggames.com was it addicting games yeah i was thinking of that or e-bombs world oh shit (laughs) throwback right (laughs) all right lady hey guess what hey what this is our 52nd fucking episode no it's not no no oh that's next one yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's our 51st this is why we can't fucking skip a week recording First I know, of all, i miss your face i miss yours second of all i lose count i know but still we're close yeah we're at 51 right now next week is gonna be 52 goddamn weeks that's a whole fucking year yeah if anyone's counting if we they are. were to do the hard and loose math that we do on the show <laughs> oh shit all right erin Give me your goddamn. Well, my goddamn is that it is literally my child's birthday. It is literally your child's birthday, and we are crash recording. We are crash recording. And I feel a little bit bad from being away from him. But also, he has no idea. He's two. He has no idea. You threw him a party already. Exactly. He thought that was his birthday. Yeah. My dad texted me and was like, what are you going to do for your son's birthday? And I was like, did you not see any of the (laughs) Facebook stuff? Did you see how I did something for his birthday already? Yeah. I was like, well, we had that whole party. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking rented a bouncy house, bitch. Yeah. He enjoyed it. Thanks for coming. (laughs) but yeah so that means that i've been a mom for fucking two years now isn't that wild it's insane to me and now he's turning into like a little human he is he can talk he popped out of my hoo-ha two years ago wow and you're brewing another one i am congratulations mother it, it's not ready <laughs> No 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 it's got to stay in there for a little longer yeah Although I sure wish it would hurry up because I would like a beer with you. I would too. <laughs> I want a beer with me and with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's going to be nice. It will be glorious. Yeah. So what's your goddamn? Ooh, mine's kind of exciting. Oh, tell I me. I thought it was. My dad mm-hmm. knows that we do this podcast, yep. right? He's never listened to an episode. Nope, Thank as he shouldn't. God. Yeah. <laughs> but if he does, love you dad. <laughs> OK, so and he's like really into true crime and shit, too. He doesn't watch it as religiously as me. But if I bring shit up, he'll be like, have you heard of the BTK killer? And I'm like, yeah, dad. <laughs> yeah, everyone has. I've, I've heard of him before. <laughs> he <laughs> uh, what was- bind tortures and kills. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got it. Is that that one? <laughs> yeah. Is that the one? So he kept telling me that he had a friend whose sister ended up dead in a swamp somewhere in a barrel. All the shit, right? Jesus. And I was like, God damn, that's an interesting ass story. You're going to have to figure out what their names were. And I'm going to try to see if I can find anything, right? Yeah. This was like when we first started the podcast, he was telling me. And then he was over this week when I was writing my notes, my show notes, so mm-hmm. that I could tell you a fucking crazy ass story. And I was like, hey, dad, what was the name of that friend whose sister ended up dead in a barrel? Because we need another barrel story. It's been a while, right? Yeah. Barrel stories are usually some pretty fucking doozyish stories. Exactly. And so he was like, oh, I can't remember his sister's name but my really good friend his name was Joe and I think his last name was Wolf like Mm W-O-L-F-E and I was like okay and he's like it happened in North Carolina or some either North Carolina or North Dakota I can't remember now off the top of my head but anyway so I was like okay let me just google like Lady and Barrel Wolf last name whatever North Carolina and then it pops up the mysterious death of deborah wolf and i was like (gasps) did we do that one that's the one where the like barrel went missing and they said that oh the police were like oh it wasn't really a barrel it was her coat yeah and we were like how the fuck do you mistake that for a barrel yeah and her death is still like an unsolved mystery that was my dad's really good friend's sister that's fucking crazy that's so crazy and this whole time i did it without even knowing that it was my dad's friend like I just picked it because I was like, wow, that's a crazy ass story. Did your dad ever meet her or anything? Yeah, they were like best friends growing <gasps> up. Oh my God. I don't know that insane. he was, he wasn't like best friends with the sister, but he was best no, friends with the brother. But he like, whatever. Yeah. yeah knew it's of like her. like when you go to your friend's house and their siblings are around. Yeah. And then do you remember in the story how the parents hired a diver because they were upset with how the police were handling everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I remember him talking to me about it and telling me that they were upset with how the police are handling it. And I realized that isn't that shocking because I read it in the story, but it's fucking crazy that that's like my dad's friend. Yeah. (laughs) Like blew my mind. And my dad was just like, yeah, that's the story. And I was like, dad do you realize how crazy this is? <laughs> like I, out of all the murders, I picked that one and I told the story and he's just like, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty fucked up story, right? And I'm like, this could be my goddamn. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you're like, it's like blowing your mind and your poor dad's just like, yeah, it I was know. a murder. Can you chill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know why you're so surprised. I'm like, dad, do you realize how many murders there are? I know. Right. There are so many. Yeah. Especially in like fucking ponds in the middle of nowhere. In barrels. In barrels. <laughs> probably not that many in barrels or ponds. i don't know well he told me that it was a swamp or something you know like he couldn't remember the full story yeah but god damn you you could call it a swamp probably i think it's like a glass half full thing yeah like whatever you feel like calling this body of water Mm -hmm. they're like like, that's that's our fucking water pond (laughs) well i mean and even then i think it was like only three or four feet of water because they were like she could just stand up and not drown yeah yeah (laughs) So I'm not quite (laughs) sure why this is a drowning issue. The people that live there usually call it a pond because they're like, no, we meant to have that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a swamp at all. I don't live on a swamp. Yeah. Oh, shit. So isn't that crazy? Yeah. Goddamn. I thought that was fucking wild. That is crazy. Okay, are you ready for my murder story? I am. So ready, Stacey. Okay, so my story this week is about Peter Curtin. A.K.A. the Dusseldorf Vampire. <gasps> Another vampire? Yes, we haven't had one of these in a long time. Ooh. So we're overdue for a vampire story. Girl, I'm excited. So Peter Curtin was born in Cologne, Germany on May 26th, 1883. So this is an old fucking case. Ooh, an oldie but a goodie. Yes, sir. And he was the oldest of 13 kids. God damn! I actually think he was like the third born kid, but the other two didn't make it because it was like the 1800s. So he became the eldest. Oh yeah. They lost a few back in the day. <laughs> they did. Supposedly these thirteen kids and his parents, they all lived in a one room apartment. That sounds fun. And yeah, his, that sounds fucking awful. <laughs> and his father was an alcoholic and an abusive father. Ooh. Which is always a great combination. Especially when you don't have a room to go to separately. <laughs> you can't slam any doors. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Dad. I'm gonna just sit in the corner. Good night. <laughs> Can I have my pillow? Yeah. So this abusive father would force his mother to strip naked. Not the father's mother. Peter's mother. All right. Yeah. He would force he- the mother to strip naked and have sex with him in front of all of the children. Ew. I mean, granted, there is only one bedroom or one room. Yeah, but, but still. Yeah. Ugh. He even went to jail at one point for fucking incest because he raped his 13-year-old daughter. Gross. Super Gross when peter was nine he made friends with a neighbor who was a dog catcher that's what he did for a living Uh and this neighbor would torture the animals and he would kill them oh god and eventually he started performing bestiality acts on the no on the animals the poor little puppies and peter was like subjected to all of this and he started to partake in like the torturing and shit Ugh. And then, as he grew older, he started to engage in bestiality acts with farm animals. Ew! Like goats and sheep and shit. Well, those are the best ones to do it. Supposedly. (laughs) And he had to take it a step further because fucking the goats and sheep wasn't enough. He found that if he stabbed them first, (gasps) he got more pleasure out of it. What the fuck? Spoiler alert, this is a gross story. (laughs) I guess. It's already gross. Yeah. Yeah. So he claims that when he was nine, he murdered two of his childhood friends. And he did this because they were all like playing in the river or fucking pool or some shit on a raft. And there was this boy that didn't know how to swim and he knew he didn't know how to swim. And so he was like, I'm going to push him off this raft and watch him die. So he did that. And then there was a second little boy that they were playing with and they were and he was like, fuck. I'm going to tell. No, he was like, this little kid doesn't know how to swim. And so he jumped in to save him and peter was like not today and then he like held him underwater until he drowned so then (gasps) both the kids drowned what the fuck and he never got in trouble for it because it was like you know an accident he was the only one around so he was like they accidentally drowned like i don't know what happened
1: and no one ever suspected
0: him but as you know when the story ends he admits to some shit and he admits that he was the one who killed them jesus yeah at nine Holy shit. But he did have a fucked up childhood, but still. Yeah, but. Whoa. Y- you don't go fucking murdering people. Yeah, not your friends. Yeah, your friends. Like, you can't ever play with that kid again. You yeah. realize that, right? That's yeah. permanent. Now you're bored. <laughs> now you just have a raft in some water. So obviously, his home life wasn't that great, and he was really unhappy. And so occasionally, he would run away from home, and he would go live on the streets. And in order to survive on the streets, he would steal shit from people so that he could eat and pay for crap. Yeah. And this landed him in and out of jail for petty crime. All right. Eventually, his mom left his father, and her and the kids moved to Cologne, Germany, where Peter eventually committed his first documented murder. Okay. Okay, so there's going to be a lot of murders. Buckle up. May 25th, 1913, Peter was robbing a tavern when he found nine-year-old Christine Klein asleep in her bed. Mm -hmm. I guess her and her family lived in the apartment above the tavern. So he finds her and he's like, oh, shit. And he strangles her. God damn. Yeah. And then he uses his pocket knife and slashes her throat twice. And then he pleasured himself Ah. as her blood spilled off of the bed onto the floor. And like the the sound of the dripping blood is what made him ejaculate. First of all, he had to tell someone that. (laughs) What the fuck? I know. That is so true. All of this shit we only know because he told us. Yeah, that's the only way you would know. (laughs) Unless there's just like jizz everywhere and they're like, he must have ejaculated. I don't know how well. It's all speculation. Yeah. I don't know how well the forensics were in like the 1800s. I don't know, man. If I was into that kind of thing, I probably wouldn't tell anyone. No. Ever. No. No. That's fucking horrifying. Yes. It is. And so... After he does this, the next day, Peter goes to the tavern across the street from where he did the murder in, and he wanted to listen to what the locals were saying about the murder, about the crime, because he was, like, getting, like, a high off of it. You know, like, ooh. Oh, my God, say what? That's so crazy. Tell me more. Ooh. He got off on this crime so much that after they, like, buried the little girl and had services and shit, he would go to her grave, and he would run his fingers through the soil on top of her and then he would spontaneously ejaculate what the fuck (laughs) i hate that i laugh at these (laughs) it's your reaction you're right though it's like horrifying and i feel like (laughs) what if you just saw a dude running his finger through soil and then he's like (laughs) (laughs) over like a little girl's grave that's so wrong that's so wrong that's so awful yeah it's Pretty fucking gross. And then again, now you have me on this whole thing of like he admitted this to somebody. Yeah, he had to tell some. He could have gone his whole life without ever telling anybody it. that. Yeah, I don't want to spontaneously ejaculate. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking about not to say like I don't know that he shouldn't have told anyone because this is all really interesting stuff, obviously. But at the same time, I, I might just stick with like the facts if he yeah. was going to confess to a murder. Yeah, like. <laughs> i was aroused yeah like and then i whatever i came in my pants but then i wouldn't ever tell about like going to her grave like that's so fucking weird it is super weird what a fucking creep yeah so two months after taking christine's life peter then used a skeleton key i'm not quite sure how he got the skeleton key mm-hmm. but he used it to break into another home where he discovered 17 year old gertrude franken no no And he again strangled the young girl and he slashed at her throat and he got himself off while watching the blood pour out of her mouth. What the fuck? This is a disturbing one. I should have warned that there's like little kids and shit. Yeah. So here's your warning. So now that you know. (laughs) He went undetected for these two murders, but was eventually busted for arson for like an unrelated crime or whatever. I guess he was catching shit on fire. And they were like, hey, fucker, you can't light shit on fire. And so they gave him eight years in prison. Oh, my God. And he was released in April of 1921. How old is he at this point? We'd have to do some math because he was born in 1880-something. 1883.
1: Oh. So he's, like, in his
0: 40s. Yeah, he's pretty old by now. Or 30s or 40s, anyway. Something like that, yeah. He's older in life, running around committing all these fucking crimes and shit right he's a man he's not like a teenager yeah exactly so april of 1921 he gets out and he meets and marries his wife who was a former prostitute okay evidently they were doing pretty well because they had fucking maids and he started having an affair with the maids okay His wife finds out, and she's pissed, and so she pulls the maids to the side, and she's like, hey, you guys should go to the cops and say that he raped you, and turn him in for rape. God damn! I know, she's not fucking around. Yeah, that's uh, that's the next level. Yeah, and so they do. They go, and they say, he raped me, and then so he served, like, six to eight months. There was, like, different reports. Holy shit. Six to eight months for rape. She's like, that's what you get for cheating on me, bitch. Yeah, but they... Stayed together. She didn't like divorce. That's, Maybe divorce wasn't a thing. It's just punishment. Yeah. And just like, fuck you. She's like, ah, it's fitting of the crime. <laughs> You've served your time. Yeah. Then in 1929, so eight years later, Peter goes on a fucking murdering frenzy. Uh-oh. On February 3rd of that year, he stalked and attacked an elderly woman whose name was Apolina. I really thought you were going to say Aquaman. Nope. Ap- Op- aponia Apolonia, apolonia sorry there's a lot of letters <laughs> his name was apolonia and he stalked her on the streets like he was just fucking watching her on the streets he pulled her into the bushes and told her don't fucking scream that's i'm um, paraphrasing yeah <laughs> <laughs> he said don't scream and then he stabbed her 24 times yeah. with scissors oh god the stab wounds were so deep they hit bone oh my god but she survived jesus Oh, that makes my butt hurt. What? You don't get that? <laughs> no, no. My butt is fine. Someone out there knows what I'm talking about. Where you get the tinglies and it doesn't feel good? Yeah, that happens like over my body. Oh like, shock. Like oh. just centered in my butt. <laughs> my God. Sometimes my feet if it's heights. Your nerve endings are fucking weird. <laughs> okay, so February eighth. Five days later, he strangled nine-year-old Rosa Oliger no. till she passed out, uh. and then he used his scissors to stab her in the stomach, the temples, the genitals, and the heart. Uh, the temples? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. While doing this, he ejaculated, uh. and this is the worst part of the whole st- my everything in my story. For some reason, this is the grossest part, and I debated not putting it in there, but I'm sharing everything else. So uh, I don't like it already. He ejaculated, and then he pushed his semen into her <gasps> using his fingers. Ew. Yeah, I don't know why. And she was nine, so ugh. can we not? The poor little girl. I know. At least she was dead when that happened. I mean. Like, it's necrophilia, and it's not ugh. good. But at least she didn't feel it. Ugh. Okay, we have to talk about Let's carry on. Yeah, he didn't rape her um not while she was alive nope he just ejaculated don't worry he does some raping later interesting yep feel like yes. a psychologist would have something to say about this Ah, uh, yeah well i mean like he would jizz while he's like stabbing and shit yeah he would like get Spot off spontaneously yeah spontaneously <laughs> combust his penis <laughs> his britches <laughs> his britches spontaneously combusted his britches <laughs> gross oh. <laughs> it's gross So maybe he didn't, like, he was like, oh, fuck, I'm done, you know? Yeah. Okay. So he hid her body in some bushes, and then he returned later to douse her in kerosene and light her on fire. Oh, shit. And while he watched her burn, he again spontaneously ejaculated. Oh, my God. Just so we're all clear, I'm pretty sure that fire and arson and stuff is, like, one of the three signs of a fucking your kid's gonna grow up to be a serial killer oh great yeah and so he had like the animal torture one and yep. then the arson one i don't remember what the other one was like wetting the bed i think fucked up father oh okay yeah wetting the bed i'm sure he did he, he probably, probably didn't did. tell that part he probably blamed it on one of his younger 13 siblings <laughs> yeah he was like listen i'll jizz in my pants unexpectedly but i do not wet the bed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i just wanted to say he's fucking nailing him so far. yeah he's he's uh fitting the bill yeah I mean, if it weren't for all the murders, yeah, we would know that he would go on to murder someone. <laughs> we could be sure of it. Yeah. <laughs> so he sets the little girl's body on fire, right? Yeah. And then her body was found the next day. Again, at this point, no one knows who's doing all this murdering, right? Yeah. On February thirteenth, so this is like a couple days later. Yeah. He stabs forty-five-year-old Rudolph Shear twenty times in the head, the back, and the eyes. and then he returned to the crime scene when police arrived and he was like oh my goodness what has happened here like he was acting like a concerned citizen and he's coming in his pants the whole time (laughs) fucking (laughs) spontaneously combusting his britches what happened (laughs) while he's talking to them oh my god 45 you say (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we're like 12 year old boys i know anyway probably so he was like oh i want to hear what these people are saying about this awesome murderer aka me yeah so then he goes on to attempt to strangle four more women over the next few months, but he doesn't actually kill anyone and none of them are reported or, like, tied to him officially. What? So this is his account saying, you know, over the next couple of months I started just fucking strangling people for funsies. But, like, nobody died and also nobody came forward and was like, hey, this fucking guy strangled me. Yeah, can we make him stop? So Can then- we get a handle on this Maybe. <laughs> do you think it has anything to do with all these other murders that are going on <laughs> where they keep getting strangled? Yeah. So then on August 8th, Peter meets Maria Hahn and the two agree to go on a date. Mind you, he's married. Oh, okay, okay. so they're like, he's like, what's up, baby? Let's go on a date. And she's like, all right, sounds great. And on August 11th, Peter lures Maria into a meadow. Let's just go on a date in a meadow. Nope. I mean, I I prepared this picnic. It's an ideal date for me. Like, did you get is that taco shop on that tablecloth (laughs) out there in this meadow? Baby, I got rolled tacos and carne asada fries. (laughs) That's how I'm going to get murdered. (laughs) It is. It's not going to be puppies. It'll be be puppies. But it probably will be puppies. There'll be puppies running around in the meadow instead of like little blue birds. Or it'll be like a van that just says like carne asada fries (laughs) with like an arrow to the back. And there's just like a dude waving a plastic fork out the passenger side. (laughs) Oh, right here, you say. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I'm hungry. (laughs) So August 11th. Like I said, he lures her into the meadow and then he stabs her in the chest and the head. God damn it. Is it still with scissors or has he invested in a knife yet? No, I think it's still with scissors. It's a weird thing. That's got to be a thing for him. I know. So he stabs her. Well, I'll get into that in a second. But he stabs her in the chest and the head and then he sits on top of her body as she dies. Oh, I don't know God. if he literally sits on top of her or if he like lays on her or whatever, but he like he's on top of her I'm, like cuddling her. Ugh. <sighs> Yeah, so he returns home where his wife notices that he's got fucking blood all over his clothes cuz he stabbed somebody. Yeah. And he gets really nervous that she is onto him and like, "Oh, he's the one committing all these murders," right? Cuz the whole fucking town is hearing about all these murders, but they don't know who or why or what, right? Yeah. So he's like, "Fuck, she's going to tie him to me." So he goes back to Maria's body where he murdered her in the meadow and he picks it up and buries it in a cornfield. Like takes his body takes his body to a cornfield to hide it. Okay. He then, several weeks later, is like, you know who I miss? I miss Maria. And so he goes back to her body and he digs it up. Nope. And and he's like, I have a great idea. I'm going to nail her body to a tree to make it look like some, like, sacrificial thing. What the fuck? Yeah. And so... He's like, let's go get her. And then he digs her up and he starts to try to move her. And her body is like severely decomposing at this point. Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't this weeks later or yeah, something? Weeks later, and he's like, Fuck, she's too heavy to move. I can't like nail her to a tree. So instead he just cuddled with her dead remains. Oh, gross. He laid on top of her and then he like buried her back in the ground. That is fucking disgusting. It's so gross. I wonder like you were worried about blood stains. Now you're going to go home smelling like dead person. Like literal death and maggots. Like imagine the bugs on it. Gross. That's awful. Okay, three months later, he's like, the police aren't catching on to what the fuck's going on here. So I'm going to mail them a map. And so he draws this map. Typical. Yeah. Typical fucking serial killer. Typical. So he mails this map anonymously. So this map was to show the police where he hid... And buried Maria's body. Mm-hmm. So using this map, the police find her on November 15th. Oh, OK. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? We didn't even know this lady was dead. Yeah. Shit. Then Peter wanted to throw the cops off and make them think that there was more than one killer on the loose. So he changed from using scissors to using a knife. OK. And he started stabbing at random instead of having like this profile of these women and shit. Yeah. He just started like stabbing people. And so then he goes on to stab an 18-year-old girl, a 30-year-old man, and a 37-year-old woman. Like, just like that ta Da, da, da. Oh my god, okay. And then the next thing that happens is he's on some fairground somewhere in Germany, and he sees these two girls walking together, and they're sisters. And it's 14-year-old Louise and 5-year-old Gertrude. Five years old? Five years old. So he asks the older one, Louise, to go run to the store and buy him some smokes.
1: And okay. he's alone with the
0: five-year-old. What? No. And while he's alone, he strangles her by uh. lifting her off the ground by her neck. <gasps> he slits her throat. Oh, my God. And, and then he throws her in some bushes. And then when the older girl returns, he strangles her, stabs her in the torso, and bit at her neck. Ugh. Slit her neck open twice, and began sucking the fucking blood out of the cuts. Oh, there comes that vampire thing. There's where that vampire thing comes in. That's fucking gross. The next day, Peter asks a 27-year-old housemaid named Gertrude. Uh This is a common name of his, like, the people he kills. He asks his housemaid to have sex with him. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And he yells, quote, well, die then. Oh, my God. And then he stabs her in the head, (laughs) the neck, and the back. But she survived. But the only thing she could tell the investigators was that he seemed to be 40. So this must have been like... Not her huge. Yeah. Or like maybe like uh, you're staying at a hotel or something. Oh, okay. Like a housemaid at a hotel. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Never really thought about that when I was writing my notes, but Ooh. she like couldn't explain who he was. She's like, he looks like a 40-year-old man. And they're like, great. We have nothing to go off of. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, we'll bring in fucking health. half the town. Yeah, exactly. Peter then began to use a hammer as his attacking tool to, like, throw the cops off more. Oh, my God. And on four occasions, he persuaded young women to go on a walk alone with him. Nope. Bad idea. Yep. Where he would then strike them over the head and in both temples with the hammer. What is with the temple thing? That's such a sensitive part. That's why. I guess. I don't like it. Yes. I know. And so he would hit them in the head with a hammer until they died. And then he would rape their corpse. Ew. So he was into necrophilia. Yeah. All right. At this time, right... These women are popping up dead, and they're starting to call him the vampire Dusseldorf or whatever. Yeah. He's getting this, like, big old name, right? Finally. Finally being that this is the final murder I will tell you about. Yes. <laughs> Not like, finally, he did this thing. He finally killed this bitch. No, I'm just <laughs> In 1929, he convinced five-year-old Gertrude, again, oh. to walk with him alone to a secluded area where he strangled her. Stabbed her in the left temple with scissors, and then he stabbed her thirty-four more times in the head and the chest. Oh my god! Little five-year-old. I know this guy's fucked up, man. Like that's so awful. uh, Yeah, my kids too. I know. I don't like it. Again, Peter's like, "Hey, the cops aren't catching on to me enough. They're not playing with me enough. Let me mail them another map." So he sends them a map showing where this last gertrude's body is yeah i should have added their last names that would make (laughs) the storytelling a little easier this whole time the police were thinking that they had multiple killers on their hands yeah but when they get the two maps and they do like a handwriting analysis on them they realize it's one person yeah so they're like okay so all of his work to throw them off was like fucking stupid because yeah shouldn't have did your fucking handwriting thing what a dum-dum oh what a dum-dum so peter continues to attack people with his hammer but he doesn't have any successful kills oh my god yeah, so he's just like on the fucking rampage. All right. And then on May 14th, 1930, 20 year old Maria Bucklick. <laughs> I know I had to say that last name. Bucklick. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I'm probably saying it wrong anyway. <laughs> anyway, she's approached by a man at a train station who offers to walk her to a local lodging hostel. And the man is like, you know, she's not from around here. Let me help her out. Yeah. So instead of taking her to a hostel, he starts to lead her to like this sketchy park. Yeah. Come into this fucking random ass field or whatever. Come run with me in this meadow. Yeah. And they start to argue because she's like, yo, you were supposed to take me somewhere else. What the fuck's going on? Right? Yeah. This isn't all the lodgings I was supposed to be staying at. (laughs) Exactly. And then so a second man walks up and is like, excuse me, ma'am, is this man bothering you? (gasps) And she's like, yes. And so the first guy is like, toodles, motherfucker. And he walks away. Like, skitters away. Like, ah, okay. Aw, almost got me. Yeah, I've been caught. Yes. And, and then the second guy ends up being the murderer. Exactly. Really? The second guy was Peter. <gasps> so Peter's like, hey, miss, what are you doing in these neck of the woods? And she's like, I'm looking for a place to stay. And he's like, well, why don't you come back to my house? You will not believe what I have in store for you. Yes. And she's like, OK, you're so kind. And then they go to his house. And he was like, excuse me, ma'am, I would like one sex. And she was like. <laughs> I would like to not give you that sex. <laughs> I have no sex for for trade. <laughs> yeah, and so he was like, "All right, I'll take you to a hotel." Very calmly, right? Like, uh-huh. no problem. No sex. No, no, no issue here. Uh-huh. That's fine. Thank you for being honest with Thank me. Thank you for considering my offer. Yes. <laughs> and so he's like, "Let me just take you to this hotel." Except for instead of taking her to a hotel, he took her to the woods. Uh and he attempted to strangle her while he raped her so she was alive for this part oh god and she started to scream and peter was like whoa let me just let you go for some unknown fucking reason instead (gasps) of like continuing to kill her yeah he lets her go because she says she doesn't remember his address or anything so he's like okay whatever fucking you're lucky oh wow okay so and then she went to the police and was like he lives at one two three fake street no instead what she does is she writes a letter to her friend to be like you're never gonna fucking guess what happened to me becky some shit (laughs) went down and so (laughs) she writes this whole letter explaining the experience and what happened Uh uh-huh and she mails it but she got the address wrong his address or uh becky's address becky's address okay (laughs) by the way for the record. Her name's not actually Becky. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay. It's probably Gertrude, but go on. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So the letter gets stuck at the mail office place. Because oh they can't send it anywhere. And there's this mail clerk. And they're like, well, let's just fucking see what we have here. And the mail clerk opens the letter and reads it. And they're like, holy fucking shit. We need to take this to the police. This is some juicy gossip. Yes. You're never going to guess. What happened? And they tacked it up on their fucking cork board. And we're like, <laughs> this is my favorite letter I found. OMG. Yeah. No, they give it to the police. That's smart. And the police are like, oh shit, maybe this is our guy. Let's go talk to Mary. Yeah. And so they contact her and she leads him to Peter's apartment because she lied to him, obviously, and did know where he lived. Yeah. Still remembered where he lived. So the cops are like, ah, let's case the joint. And they go knock on the door and Peter's not home. But... Peter's in the hallways of the apartment or some shit. He's somewhere nearby where he sees the cop's case in the joint out. And he's like, oh, fuck, I've been caught. The jig is up, right? Yeah. And so he goes to his wife and he's like, listen, I've done some shit. (laughs) And you need to know because the jig is up. And he says, I'm the vampire of Dusseldorf. (laughs) Yes, it's really me. Hold your autograph. Yes. But I wanted to tell you because I think that you, as my wife, should turn me in and you'll get the reward money. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. So then the next day she's like, all right, fuck you. Yeah. And so she turns him in. She fucking turned him in for rape. I know. Exactly. So she turns him in and he's arrested and he gives his full confession, which is how we know all of this shit. Uh-huh. And Even more than we wanted to know. Yes. About his spontaneous ejaculation. hmm in total, he was responsible for sixty eight crimes, including ten murders and thirty-one attempted murders. Oh my god. All the other shit was probably fucking arson or whatever. Yeah. He admitted that often the sight of the blood alone was enough to make him orgasm. Oh gross. And that he I know. Here's Roser and that he would drink the blood from his victims. He Ugh. says that he drank the blood from the neck of one, the temple of others, gross. and he licked the blood off of another person's hands. And he drank so much blood one time that he vomited. Ew! Yeah, that's really bad for you. Yeah. And it's like the early 1900s. I'm sure you're getting fucking syphilis and yeah, like hepatitis s- and swine flu, <laughs> whatever the fuck else you can get. I don't know, man. <laughs> swine flu. <laughs> God, exactly. Yeah, it's not good. You shouldn't be drinking other people's blood. No, it's not meant to be in your body. No, well, it is, but in a different way. Not yours. Yeah. <laughs> Your blood is not meant to be in my body, correct? (laughs) He also randomly admitted to cutting off a swan's head and he drank the blood from the bird's neck. What is this, Ozzy Osbourne? I don't (laughs) don't know. And, And he admitted that when he did that, it made him ejaculate. Like, I did that and then I jizzed. Like, is he at a park? Where does one find a swan? I know, I'm sure it was easier in the, fucking in the cobra 20s goose. before we get... <laughs> How does that thing not beat his ass, first of all? I don't know. They are pretty aggressive. But They're you have so to remember, mean. he was like fucking farm animals and shit. So he was probably really good at it. If you just grab him by the head real quick, though, you can usually get him. That's a weird thing that you know. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad had to protect me from a swan. <laughs> when I was little. You wouldn't be here today. Nope. Okay, so obviously he's fucking captured, put in prison, and he admits to doing all this shit, and they were like, wow, we hate you, so you're on death row. (laughs) Yeah. And then on July 1st, 1931, Peter ordered his last meal, and he ordered a meal from Schnitzel. did they have that then i supposedly i mean listen this part was probably from wikipedia so <laughs> i don't know somebody's just being starved. germany actually the birthplace of Schnitzel. i for some reason i thought that was very americanized <laughs> it probably is it's just like a basic fucking hot dog if you get it here anyway he ordered that some white wine and fried potatoes white wine with it yeah he's classy listen where did he get the fried potatoes from like have you like, ever had fried potatoes? Yeah, they're bomb. I know. That's probably why it's But I my mean, last meal. You're like, I fucking love fried potatoes. Why with a Wiener Schnitzel hot dog? I'm gonna assume they're better in Germany. If it's my last meal, the food doesn't have to go together. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. I'd be like, I want some hot Cheetos and chocolate ice cream. But like white wine, fried potatoes. You're on a good start, and then it's like Wiener Schnitzel hot dog. <laughs> mm. <laughs> little, little rogue there. Yeah. I don't agree with your choices. <laughs> <laughs> but it's his last meal, so don't judge. But I'm I'm still at I'm least still... he wasn't like I want the blood of a virgin. That's true. <laughs> it could have been worse. Have, <gasps> what if it was red wine? Ooh. Bum, bum, ah, bum, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Jesus God Christ! Damn it. So, 6 a.m. the following morning, he was beheaded via guillotine. Oh my God! Well, this is the early See, fucking I 1900s. Didn't, I didn't think that Wiener and guillotines existed at the same time, <laughs> In the same period. Yeah that's so true all i can think of is a fucking red and yellow restaurant though <laughs> with the canvas canopies yeah and then like the uh, people that you would expect to see outside watching a beheading on a guillotine they have like cloaks and shit <laughs> was the guy inside the wiener sets have like a red and yellow cloak on uh, probably at least it wasn't like a hot dog on a stick or some shit oh my god with the stupid hats <laughs> They're, like plunging the, the the lemonade yeah all yeah. happily <laughs> lemonade here All right, so before he puts his head on the little chopping block, Mm -hmm. Peter asks, quote, After my head is chopped off, will I still be able to hear, at least for a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump on my neck? That would be the pleasure to end all pleasures i don't know if he got an answer <laughs> what and they were like ew <laughs> they're Schink. like i don't know you fucking let me know Shink. <laughs> yeah oh that's gross i think i've actually heard that last quote before really? but that's the only part of the story that i've ever heard interesting yeah i'm pretty gross. sure this is a really big case because there was a lot of shit on it but yeah. i had never heard it so there oh here's the coolest part of this whole fucking story which okay. i didn't know about okay but now i do after his execution motherfuckers picked up his head and they were like we're gonna look into this shit because he did some weird shit and I want to know what's going on inside of this noggin. Yeah. So they bisected it and they fucking checked that shit out and they were like, hmm, nothing unusual here. Really? Yeah, they didn't find anything. There was something about like one of his fucking glands were smaller, something, but nothing significant that would explain why he murdered all these people. Yeah. But his head is currently on display in the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Wisconsin, Dells, Wisconsin. Where's that? In Wisconsin? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that last part was the state (laughs) that I named. It's been a long day. (laughs) So anybody in Wisconsin, please go take a picture of that. How do they have his head? Is it like... It's... You can Google it because I'm like, uh, obviously, I'm going to post that on the site. Yeah. On our site. But... It's like his head is literally split in half on display and it looks like a head chopped in half and it's like fucking, you know, embalmed or whatever so that it stayed like a head. And then they have it like hanging on a fish hook chain or something. I don't know. What? It looks so weird. But that guy fucking killed a lot of people and drank their blood. Oh my God. That's fucking terrifying. Also, someone in Wisconsin was like, can you save that for me? Yeah. (gasps) Like, yeah. Yeah. I would like to put that in my museum of fucking horrific shit in Ripley's, believe it or not. So I'm sure one of our listeners lives in Wisconsin. Yeah. Anybody in Wisconsin, can you go send us a picture of that? That would be awesome. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. So that's it's a story. real head. I mean, I know yeah. I've been to like the bodies museums and stuff and I know those are real people, but like. No, it's like a head split right in half. That's not for like entertainment, you know, that's for science, science. or research and like learning and shit. Yeah. For entertainment just seems so like that's legal. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Isn't it? Ugh. <laughs> well, goddamn, Stacey. Well, they put, like, mummies and shit on display. Yeah, but that's, again, for, like, learning shit. On that lovely note. All right, you ready for my murder story? I would love to hear a story about murder. That you didn't research. Yes, please. All right. Oh, I always love it when it's not my turn to tell a story. I know. You can oh, just listen. So relaxing. Kick your feet up. Yeah. All right, lady. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so... Mine is about a man named Richard Wade Farley. Ooh. hmm When you said Richard Wade, I was like, nah, I've heard this one. Oh, no. Just because they're always named Richard or Wade. They are always named Richard or but, like Roy. But not Farley. Not There's Farley. There's only one. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> okay. So he was born in 1948 in Texas. Mm-hmm. And his dad was in the Air Force. So per huge military family he was moving around a bunch right got it and they landed in california Ooh, much like our lives exactly (laughs) that's why we're here and we've met (laughs) exactly he was the oldest of six kids and apparently he was an unremarkable child Aww. (laughs) that's sad yeah well you know Or good. Or good. Yeah. In this case, not. Okay. He was a loner and he was considered a wimp in school and he didn't have any close friends. Aww. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor Richard. That's the guy that you have to make friends with to make sure that he doesn't fucking kill everybody. Oh, yeah. You want a Snickers? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so fucking Richard. (laughs) Okay. So then he joined the Navy in 1967. And he was discharged in 1977, so a solid 10 years. He had been trained in computer technology and was considered a good marksman and had a decent military career. Okay. So. He he did mediocre again. He did just about average. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mediocre dick. Oh, mediocre dick. Yep. But the people who knew him or worked closely with him were like no that guy was a fucking loner he was egotistical he was oh. arrogant like Ooh. yeah those aren't good traits to have no and they didn't seem to like him but like his command or whatever was like yeah i mean he got his work done which yeah, is he all did his shit ask. and then he yeah. left <laughs> exactly and then he went home so he, they didn't fucking care what he did on his spare time personal time yeah which i'm assuming he's not good it's not later <laughs> <laughs> So he became a defense contractor in Sunnyvale at a company called Electromagnetic Systems Labs. Oh, all right. He was a smart guy, apparently. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. To work at a place like that. (laughs) Yeah. And by April of 1984, he was still working there and he went to a company like fucking party, I guess. Picnic? Yeah. (laughs) And he met a lady named Laura Black. Uh Uh-huh. So he shot his shot with her. He was like, so baby? <laughs> <laughs> you work here, too? Hey, girl. You like want a little office romance going? hmm mm-hmm. And she was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. You're arrogant. <laughs> Not into it at all. Uh-oh. And he was like, all right, I'm going to take this like a gentleman, very gracefully, uh-huh. and just completely ignore everything that you've said, and I'm going to continue trying. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and so she was 23 years old at the time. And he was thirty six. Okay, so there's a there's a bit of an age gap. I mean, listen, if you're not into it, you're not into it. Preach. Yeah, that's what I say. That's that's <sighs> I'll say it all the time. So he was like, "Nope, I'm still obsessed with you, right? Like, I found my one true soulmate. I'm in love, Laura." Mm-hmm. And so why? he found her desk at work, and he started bringing stuff to her and leaving it on her desk. I mean, like, is this like a cat? thing where they bring you dead lizards? No. It was more like homemade (laughs) bread. (laughs) It's like I just made this cornbread. Yeah, exactly. And like cards and other gifts and stuff. But like I wouldn't eat my coworkers' fucking homemade bread. No. No. Your homemade cornbread. No. I mean I would if I knew them and they weren't trying to pursue me. And Mm. it was a potluck.
1: Yeah. Also maybe maybe not now
0: after this podcast. No, I don't think so. And she was still, like, fucking, no, bro. Stop. I don't want y'all cornbread. I don't want your cornbread. Like, <laughs> I don't want what you're selling. Get out of here. Got it. And he was like, I got to try harder. <laughs> Listen, how about cake? really <laughs> <Right>. love cake. <laughs> so he started calling her desk every couple of hours. Oh, no. And then, like, showing up at her desk to talk to her. Hey, Laura. Yeah. Did you try my cake? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, fucking no, you crazy person. Stop. Yeah. And so then he decided that he was like, I'm going to escalate this even further. As one always should. Yeah. And so he talked to the HR department. What? At work. This is a bad idea. And somehow he convinced them that he needed her home address (gasps) and phone number. No. Yeah. And they were like, totally. This seems plausible. Oh, No no fucking problem. Here you go. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. So then he talked to the janitors at work and he made friends with them and then convinced them that he needed a key to her desk. Oh, my God. This is creepy. So he could rifle through her shit. Yeah. It's fucking creepy. Why would you want to rifle through it? So he could find out more information about her. Oh, she really likes. likes. Maybe she doesn't like cornbread and she has a diary about it. (laughs) She's (laughs) just going to go read her fucking sticky notes. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, she needs milk. I'm going to bring her milk. This fucking guy keeps bringing me cornbread. (laughs) Oh, God, that's so creepy. Yeah. And as if all of that wasn't bad enough, he was somehow also able to get access to her confidential personal files. Oh, no. Like social security and shit? Like, i don't know the shit you have at work i think so to get a job yeah because the only like i don't understand what personal files i would have at work i don't think they have a file on me like i aaron know right? likes chocolate cake and her birthday's on the 7th like there's just one paper clip on there holding the paper in the <laughs> manila envelope <laughs> there's no other papers i just have the paper clip <laughs> exactly uh, and it's just a post-it on a piece of paper because it wasn't enough information <laughs> aaron likes chocolate <laughs> So then he started sending her letters to her house, right? Because he has her fucking home address. Oh, he's going to pen pal this shit. Yeah. That's not creepy. Not at all. Yeah. And I wish I knew what they said. Ah. We need a dramatic reading. I know. We're long overdue. (laughs) We really are. (laughs) But I do know that at least a couple of the times that he sent letters, he had enclosed pictures that he had cut up and Uh. like fucking old school Photoshopped of him and laura together stop it yeah like he cut their heads off and like put it on a couple standing next to each other or something yeah like you did with magazines of like fucking leonardo dicaprio when you're a little and you're like look we went to prom together i never did that don't lie <laughs> Aaron, i never did that <laughs> me either <laughs> jesus christ My room was like a serial killer's room when I was little. I had like Uh, letters cut out of fucking magazines. I did that. I did a lot of like collages, but I never. You didn't like put random celebrities in with your friends? No. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) So weird. Liar. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) So this guy definitely did that. Yeah. With his own face. With his face and with Laura's face. That's creepy. Yeah and he sent over 200 letters to her stop it over four years that's all way too many but it's a fucking lot of letters that's a letter a week yeah that's too many goddamn letters and so laura was obviously like what the fuck man yeah how many stamps you blown through buddy (laughs) you (laughs) You made of money expensive What if he was, like, dropping them off in her mailbox? Oh, he could have been. He knew her address. These motherfucking dogs. Welcome to fucking Chelsea Barks. (laughs) Now that we're recording at my house instead of Aaron's. Well, if you hear dogs barking, it's Stacy's dog protecting us from murderers. Yes. I appreciate her. All right. So Laura goes to HR, and she's like, fucking bro. Like... (laughs) How the fuck did he get my information? Yeah. Check this shit out. This guy is a fucking crazy person. And yeah. He's sending me letters like, this is too much. Why would you give him all of this information? I hate you. Yeah, like, hey HR, look alive. We got a case. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta do something about. Make him stop. <laughs> yeah. And so they ordered him to go to psychological counseling sessions. Uh <laughs> I didn't know your work could order you that. <laughs> I didn't either, but this job he got through the military, and it—I guess it's like a fucking confidential ass job. Like, ooh, sounds official. Yeah, one of those like higher up job type things. So ah, maybe Area Fifty One, perhaps. Yeah, maybe they were like, mm, you have to be psychologically like fucking okay to do this job. Sound? Yeah. yeah. And then it sounds like you're not. So, uh, hey, Dick. <laughs> yeah. So get your shit together. Yeah. Get it all together. Come on. So it apparently didn't help because the harassment continued. Oh, great. Obviously. Yeah. And she moved four times during these four <gasps> years that he was sending the letters. And he kept getting her address? Yep. From HR? I think it was from HR, but I'm not positive. Oh, but he kept my God. like finding her address. But <gasps> also, if you know it once, you just have to follow her to the next place. Do you though? You just like stake her out? I mean, yeah, meets? if you're like actually at her house. I guess you could like phone book her. Oh, you probably could. Because this was like before Google and shit, right? <laughs> yeah, it was like 80s and 90s. Oh God, that's scary yeah so dick over here fucking started threatening other employees at work as well why (laughs) what was he was he like uh i think it was just like a hostile environment and he was like i don't like you yeah like i'm a crazy person i'm gonna threaten you and maybe laura was telling other people like Uh hey watch out for fucking dick over here but wait he wasn't like threatening her right he was just like hey no he was just like like super harassing yeah 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 got it like too much yes yeah but then he started threatening other employees and Jeez, that's not safe yeah and i guess his performance at work started dropping and so the work was like you know what fucking a letter a week that's a lot of time that's a lot of time (laughs) and stopping by her desk and all fucking harassing other people now and whatever yeah yeah you need to work richard the work was like, well, we can't have him harassing other people. So they, they fired him. OK, good. In this May, should have happened a long time ago. Yes, it should have. It was in May of 1986. Okay. So this is two years after he met Laura. Alrighty. So he's still like constantly sending letters. Well, yeah, he saying, has like all of her personal information. Exactly. So I'm sure it didn't stop. <laughs> and just before he was fired, he wrote another letter that said, once I'm fired, you won't be able to control me ever again. Oh. <gasps> Pretty no. soon, I'll crack under the pressure and run amok and destroy everything in my path. That's when you call the cops. Fucking foreshadowing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But he got another job at a competitor company in the same town. I guess they weren't like, fucking blacklist this guy. Right? Yeah, like, Bolo. Yeah. You don't want this motherfucker working here. Yeah. And obviously, he hadn't forgotten about Laura. He continued stalking her and writing her letters and stuff but also he was struggling in his own life where he lost two houses and was in trouble with the irs for back taxes oh god so like his life's falling apart this chick who he's fucking thinks he's soulmates with or whatever isn't having it he gets fired from his job he gets to get another job somewhere else like he's starting to get to rock bottom yeah shit's about to hit the fan right okay in january of 1988 laura had a package on her car uh uh-huh. and inside was a note from richard with a copy of her house key inside stop yeah so how i guess he's just like proving that he had this or he, that he could get this i mean he probably took a fucking copy of it if he gave her a copy right it's oh for sure yeah that's like, like you like, gotta keep one yeah Not yeah away your only copy you keep the original exactly <gasps> that's so scary you move out you don't go back to that house it's terrifying yeah no oh, so lord one of the letters that he wrote during this time said You cost me a job, $40,000 in equity taxes I can't pay, and a foreclosure, yet I still like you. Why do you want to find out how far I'll go? I absolutely Uh. will not be pushed around, and I'm beginning to get tired of being nice. Oh, uh, she's not doing anything. She's just ignoring you, buddy. She's literally doing nothing. Oh, my gosh. She's like, um, fucking stop, bro. Like, I want nothing to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Laura. I know. It's terrifying, right? yes i want her to leave and just go and just disappear and not look back it sucks though because it's like it's her life it's her job it's her house and she's moved a bunch of times i know like, no she what shouldn't the have fuck to else is she supposed to do but it's not worth it this guy's crazy no but Run like, away do you up and leave all your friends and your family in this place that you've lived for I a know, I know, right? long like yeah that's crazy this guy's a fucking crazy person Well, that's why you have an older brother who's crazier and he just uh, takes takes care of the problem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also, there was apparently evidence of Richard trying different combinations to Laura's garage door opener (gasps) for hours. How? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How can you stand out there for hours and not one person be like, yo, bro i don't know what are you doing here but i mean i guess somebody must have seen him to be like hey you should check that out like whoa that's crazy right i don't think i would confront a person that was just like really out there trying it i would probably call the cops though yeah maybe that's suspicious (laughs) yeah this dude's still out there yeah he's really stuck (laughs) exactly but uh, like where do you start like one two three four i don't know one two three well he five. knew so much about her maybe he was like picking important <gasps> dates and shit well he could have been or yeah. it was like zero 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 let's start <laughs> let's from start. the bottom <laughs> he's got like a list he's like fuck yeah i lost my place scratch it off okay so then he tried to rent out the neighboring unit like oh, to oh my fucking gosh house. that is so, like as if this wasn't invasive enough exactly no yeah and so this is one of the four times that she was like deuces and she moved right yeah good He would also call her house and make plans to go on dates with her. And she obviously wouldn't answer the phone and would ignore the messages and stuff, right? Yeah. But he would take that as acceptance (gasps) since she didn't say no, technically. Oh, no. So then he would show up at, like, the appointed time that he set or whatever. Yeah, to pick her up at her house. And she'd be like, what the fuck, man? Like, no. At least she knew when to be missing. (laughs) Right, but as far as I know, she would like she was just trying to go about her fucking life, right? So she was still she would be there, and he took that as her like playing hard to get. Oh my god, this guy's delusional. Yeah, exactly, because he's like, oh, she just wants me to try harder. Oh my, she didn't say no. She's leading me on now, right? Exactly. In February 1988, Laura attempted to get a restraining order on Richard. So then there was a court date set on February 17th, 1988 to determine if it should be made permanent or not, right? Okay. So Richard went out and bought a shotgun Uh oh. and some other weapons mm-hmm. on top of multiple guns that he already had. I oh, guess no. the restraining order didn't prevent him from buying guns or anything. And he's just like, all right, cool. I guess I should fucking stock up now, right? Oh my God. Yeah. It seems like that should be illegal. I don't know if it is. Is it? It's not in this case. Now, the bigger question is, he bought a shotgun. Did he buy buckshot or duckshot? <laughs> actually, I believe it was buckshot, but I don't know that for a fact. So I don't think it was duckshot, because that, I mean, it will probably hurt a person, but it'll I'll just, just kill a person. Pepper him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, February 9th, 1988, Richard went to Laura's attorney to try to prove that they were actually in a relationship to, like, drop the oh. charges, right? Was it with his shitty-ass pictures? Yes. It's like, look, we're together. And it looks so real. Yeah. He brought a box filled with random, like, evidence, quote Oh, unquote. my God. It's like, I have her key. Like. I have the sticky note where she had to get milk one time. Yeah, it was stuff like that. Like, notes that she had written, a uh, garage door opener. I don't know so if it was creepy. actually to her house. I'm assuming that it was. He's like, come with me. I'll show you It opens. Yeah, right? and the attorney was like fucking no good like this is bs i'm sticking with my client who says you're not in a fucking relationship yeah and you're a liar right weirdo yeah so then february 16th 1988 this is the day before the restraining order is supposed to be like finalized or not right Uh uh-huh richard was like well fuck i gotta do something about this oh god like a restraining order really would hold anything back though To be honest. Literally, that's like what every judge says, isn't it? It's like it's just a piece of paper, it's not gonna stop a bullet or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. That's so scary. Yeah. So he rents a motorhome and he brings it to the parking lot of his old company where Laura's still working. Okay. And his big plan is to wait until Laura left work and ask her to stop the restraining order, you know. Like in a nice civil way. Uh Uh-huh. Um, excuse me. I'd appreciate it. Yeah. And if she refused, he was just gonna kill himself. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, tone it down a notch, buddy. Escalated, right? Yeah. (laughs) Drama. (laughs) Way to be dramatic, Richard. (laughs) Yeah. So then at three PM, I don't know if the plans changed, but he Uh loaded up his guns. He had a twelve gauge semi automatic shotgun. Oh shit. A twenty two rifle with a scope a 12-gauge pump-action shotgun, a 22 revolver, a 357 Magnum revolver, a 380 pistol. Holy shit. And a 9mm pistol. All of this on his person? Yeah. That's Jesus. seven guns. Oh my god. Yeah. He also had a 12-inch buck knife and a smoke bomb. <laughs> he put on a bulletproof vest, earplugs, and leather gloves. This motherfucker, did he have a manifesto? Uh, he didn't have a manifesto, but oh. he did have a fucking bandolier with a thousand oh. rounds of ammo on him. Holy shit. Yeah. So, like I said, I think the plans have changed. Yeah. He's walking in like a solo fucking Matrix scene. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus. You don't need all that to like quietly kill yourself in a parking no. lot, right? Or to like be like politely remove well, that restraining order. Would you order? please remove your restraining order? Do I don't st- think I deserve Laura. it. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. So then he marches up to the side door of the office building and he shoots and kills a man that he knew while he was walking up there. Oh my God. He shot his way in through the side door. I guess there was like a key panel or whatever and he shot that and got it to open. Oh my gosh. He started shooting at employees and he made his way up to the second floor where Laura's office was. Oh no. She was inside her office and she slammed and locked the door in his face. Oh my God he shot the hinges off the door and got it open holy fucking shit he shot his shotgun at her twice (gasps) the first time he missed her so maybe it was buckshot right (laughs) or like a slug yeah (laughs) and the second one hit her in the shoulder oh my god laura her lung collapsed and she passed out he was like cool (gasps) got her got her but she's not dead he moved on okay she's not dead okay he was reloading from the bandolier that he had uh-huh. as he walked through the offices and he was shooting everyone that he came upon. Oh my god, dude lost his fucking marbles. He went fucking psycho. This is like my nightmare for your workplace. Uh, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> so, employees were jumping out the windows. Oh my gosh. And just basically trying to escape any way that they could and barricading themselves in their offices. Oh, that's so terrifying fucking holy shit dude yeah so he stayed in the building for five hours Mm -hmm. killing people Mm -hmm. moving through the different rooms (gasps) and swat since he was moving through the different rooms swat couldn't get a clear shot on him to take him down oh my gosh that can you imagine being trapped in there five hours Ugh, that's fucking insane and terrifying yeah laura eventually woke up from her fucking Unconsciousness. Yeah. Yeah. And she was able to kind of stop the bleeding in her shoulder. And she went and found other survivors and hid with them. Oh, my gosh. They escaped the building without Richard harming them further. Like, they got out when he was on the other side of the fucking office or whatever. Oh, my God. Good. And negotiators were then able to talk Richard into surrendering by saying basically that he wouldn't be shot if he laid down his weapons and came out with his hands up. Okay. And so he was like, well... I'm also pretty hungry, right? <laughs> you get pretty famished after five hours I of mean, fucking killing people. It's been a long day. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen what I've done with the place, but. Yeah. It's I've remarkable. Done a lot of work. So he requested a sandwich and a diet soda. What the fuck? And he surrendered. This prick. 98 shots were fired. Holy shit. Seven people in total were killed during the oh, incident. Oh my god. The victims of this story, I'm going to list, they all. I mean, we're innocent people and they're they bystanders. They're, yeah, bystanders. They had their own lives and everything like that. And you don't want to forget them, right? No, that's so, so sad. It was Lawrence Kane, who was 47, Wayne Williams Jr., who was 23, oh. Ronald Doney, who was 36, Joseph Silva, was 43. Glenda Moritz was 27, Ronald Reed was 26, and Helen Lamparter was 49. They're all so young. Seriously. Like, they're just starting their career. Yeah. Like, a 26 and a 27-year-old, a 23-year-old, that's fucking insane. That's so crazy. You're a baby. And then four people were injured, including Laura Black. Okay. He later said that he was only trying to shoot out computers. What? Because I guess the company did some, like, super secret squirrel shit, right? With high technology and decoded encrypted stuff of foreign nations. So they're like super important, right? Yeah, that sounds real fancy. But according to him, he was only shooting people who confronted him. No, no, no. And also Laura. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. So the restraining order was made permanent the next day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm kind of bummed he lived. Yeah, I know. And as I said, obviously, Laura survived. Yeah. She spent 19 days in the hospital and stayed with the company. Like, when she got out. That's some PT. I'm sure she got, like, some great benefits. Oh, my God. She better. Yeah. (laughs) Like, give you some PTSD, though. They're like, listen, we will listen this time if you ever complain to to HR again. Jeez. Yeah. We opened a case on that. (laughs) (laughs) So the last letter that Richard wrote to her was from his prison cell, which basically said that she won. Ew Fucking gross, right? Oh my god. Poor Laura. He also allegedly said, I'm not crazy, I know I will die as a result of this. And he was charged and found guilty of seven counts of first degree murder. Those poor people. He was sentenced to death on January seventeenth, nineteen ninety two, and he's still on death row in San Quentin prison in California. Oh shit. But the whole incident caused California to pass the first anti stalking laws nationwide. Good, because she should have been taken seriously, like, fucking at the very beginning. Yeah, that's absolutely. Insane. Seven people would still be alive if HR did their goddamn Seven job. Seven people would still be alive and four people wouldn't be injured and fucking a hundred people or however many people are in that goddamn office building wouldn't have PTSD of a fucking shooting. Shooting, yeah. Like, that's insane. Two years. Two years they had to stop this shit. Four. Oh, I thought it was two. <laughs> Math is hard. Yeah, two years until he got fired. Oh, oh and my god two, two more years. years yeah oh my gosh that's ridiculous there was actually a movie made about it it was called i can make you love me oh it was a lifetime movie huh probably i Had would Brooke watch the shit in out of that oh yeah i would <laughs> watch the shit out of that oh absolutely i didn't i should have i'm gonna get shit for that one too <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get sucked in <laughs> i know well fuck man that that one's intense yeah <laughs> goddamn right yeah i'm scared to go back to work yeah, Thanks. as you should be. I don't um, have any stalkers there, though, so we're cool. I mean, you might not know that you have a stalker. What if he has a fucking key to your desk? What are you keeping in your I'm desk? I'm pretty sure Dan would let me know. <laughs> He's always in the office. He's like, hey, man, you're not Stacy. <laughs> you got different. <laughs> <laughs> Pregnancy changed you. <laughs> oh shit yeah but goddamn as much as i want like that you know perfect corporate job where it's like oh i get to come in and dress nice and see people and look like a normal person i That's don't want terrifying. that at all oh yeah they send us like emails all the time being like workplace violence please be nice to each other oh my god like, if you have a problem let's take care of it let's not kill everybody and That's then see and then like if you talk to fellow coworkers and stuff they're like oh yeah i have an escape plan like if shit goes down i know what i'm gonna do and it's sad that in this day and age we have to think about that Absolutely. Anyway, on that beautiful note, yeah, let's close this up with a goddamn. Oh, okay. So we have one, and this is from her Facebook says Kaja, right? Yeah, it's actually pronounced Kaiza. Kaiza. Mm-hmm. You practiced? I have. I've been practicing for weeks. Ah! So <laughs> Kaiza, but in her shout out, she says her name is Jamie. So I don't really. Well, listen, I Googled the name and I learned how to pronounce it. So. So Jamie slash Kaisa, that's the one that we're going with. What if she's like, actually, it's pronounced Jamie? (laughs) What if she's like, it's actually pronounced Kazja? (laughs) Listen, we're trying here, Yeah. But shout out to her because she sent it like 500 times and it wasn't working in Facebook Messenger. And then she emailed it to us, so... Did it work this time? Have you listened? Yes, I did. Only because I wanted to make sure it worked so that we got it in. Perfect. But you're fucking amazing and we love you. Thank you for not giving up on my lame ability to be able to operate technology. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Hi, this is Jamie from Sweden. And (gasps) I just got to say, God damn, I love your podcast. Oh my God. God damn, Jamie, we love you. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so true. Is that not like I feel like she's the sweetest person ever? She is. Like the way that she's talking makes me think, like, fucking she's a precious soul Nobody first with of all her. she's beautiful <laughs> inside and out yes <laughs> just from your voice we can tell you're a beautiful soul <laughs> uh-huh. that's absolutely true oh my god i love her accent she's uh, from sweden from sweden <laughs> did i nail it crushed it you sorry sound... that's really offensive <laughs> you also sound beautiful <laughs> your soul sounds fucked up <laughs> Ooh. oh my gosh you got six. these goddamn's in love them that's awesome thank you so much jamie thank you thank you we love you we don't just love you we fucking love you (laughs) but we won't don't worry we're not gonna like stalk you (laughs) no i don't think we're soulmates that's creepy i'm not i'm not gonna send you cornbread (laughs) (laughs) the unwanted cornbread she's like what the fuck is this cornbread about (laughs) all right so everybody if you want to check out pictures pertaining to our case go to our website isgdpodcast.com yep You can also get links to our merchandise and our Patreon. Go be a Patreon supporter. It's as little as a dollar and you get extra cases a month. One extra case to be exact. (laughs) (laughs) Crushed it. Let me not upsell your ass. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not fucking making and editing more of these things for a while. Yeah, we're fucking busy making kids and shit, you know? That too. I'm growing an eyeball right now. Do you think (laughs) think we're going to be like 50 and still doing this podcast? i don't see why not and then everybody all of our listeners will be 50 with us yeah It'll everyone be beautiful. will age with us that'd be beautiful that's the nice thing about life they'll be <laughs> <laughs> it goes on together yeah god they'll be sick of us by then they might be okay anyway merchandise patreon what else is there on our website um fucking ways to contact us if you yep want, you, you want our that. p.o box that's on there You can write us some snail mail. Or also, it's P.O. Box 2764 Spring Valley, California, 91979. Get it, girl. Or you can Facebook, Instagram, or tweet at us at Mm -hmm. ISGD Podcast. You can email us at ISGDPodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Basically, just talk talk to us. Reach out. We love you. Yes. Because every, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we start getting some, like, shout-outs from you people, being like, hey, guys, love the podcast. And that's basically makes my entire fucking week. It makes yeah. me continue on life. I wait through Monday so that I can get to those days. <laughs> I know. It's so exciting. Stroke our ego, please. Yeah. Also, I owe some people um, letters back and stickers. And we got a postcard from Intercourse, Pennsylvania. <gasps> but it doesn't yes. have an address on it. So I can't send you anything. So if you email us, I will send you stickers. Can I- we? I'm sorry. I cut you off did you want to address the fact that it's from intercourse Pennsylvania yes and it's like Amish country and they don't have intercourse yeah <laughs> maybe <Alrighty>. once <laughs> uh, oh well, cracked me up though thank you so much for sending stuff yes we love you guys so much yep and thanks for supporting us and thanks for all the fish and there's my baby so uh, until next week bye bye Perfect timing.